This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Soren Dulak of Ultros, Miri Kennett of Sargantanis, Draco Kirova of Cactuar. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Do you ever wonder where Wark Donald's famous Wark and Fork burgers come from? Why none other than Old Wark Donald's Farm. Here at the Old Wark Donald's Farm Company, we strive to provide only the best chocobo meat, and that means safe, happy chocobos. Free-range chocobos often have open injuries due to fighting or contact with electrified barbed wire fencing. At Old Wark Donald Farm Company, we solve this problem by keeping all chocobos in solitary confinement and safe. Two yawn by two yawn boxes with no direct sunlight or contact with other dangerous chocobos. Chocobos love Gishel Greens, but did you know that Gishel Greens can turn to Gishel Browns if yucky dirt gets on them? That's why Old Wark Donald Farm Company uses only the best genetically modified chemical protein compound feed for our chocobos. Old Wark Donald had a farm, and on his farm he had millions of inbred chocobos. With a quay quay here and a quee quee there, every chocobo family is a happy one. The family that lays together stays together. So eat delicious homegrown chocobos from Old Wark Donald Farm Company today. Live from Aorzia. Limit. Break. With your hosts, Andro. Now behold the horror you have wrought. Kahlo. I said don't take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 151. The big 151. I mean, it's not. It's big massive. I mean, it's not real. Nah, it's not. It's bigger than 150 was. I by, mean, by one. Maybe. Yeah. Only because we have things to talk about today. Woohoo! At least there's that. How long has it been since you've had things to talk about, guys? Uh, I mean, when was the last pass? We always have something to talk about. Uh, uh clearly you did not listen to the last episode, Nico. Yeah, Nico, what the heck? Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Uh, uh, what was that? I was talking over it- you. I said you were spilled without mercy. Ah, yeah. Well, welcome back. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Limit Break Radio. So glad to have you guys along. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Big discussion today. Yeah, we are totally going to play Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because there's nothing else going on in game. I'm, so. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, do you mean Whose Fantasy? Is it? No, I want to actually play I mean, who's no, nine. There's a specific, oh, there's a specific like way that we brand it. That is. Yeah, I don't want to do anything fourteen related today. Yeah, no, that's too bad. You know why? Why? Because every five seconds, I had some random person on Facebook message me with that awful, awful question. So what do you think? Of, of so, Eureka? what do you think about Eureka? Yeah, you know that's really weird because yeah, I had this I guy. That. Whenever I was streaming, this same person came into the chat every five minutes asking me the same thing. Well, what was his his name? LBR douchebag. 
No, no, no. Juxtaposition. That's what uh, it was. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, he can give as good as he can get. But, I mean, it has been uh, a question on the minds of many people. What does Limit Break Radio think of Eureka? And you're going to have to tune in next week because we're going <laughs> to blue ball you to hell and back. Fuckers. That's, you know, I, I swear to God, half the people listening right now probably believe that that's exactly what we're going to do today. You which, know. Is, which is why we're exactly not going to do that to sideswipe you again. Huzzah! Always keeping you guessing. <laughs> Always keep you guessing. <laughs> Serpentine, bitches. Yeah, I like that Something belt. Something like that. I don't, in the cars. Serpentine belts. Not exactly what I was going for. <laughs> why not? No, I, I mean, it was different. I was talking about just being... Going all over the place. Never mind. Doing what the Stark kid didn't do. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, like zig and zag. Yeah, you try to try to be a movie. Smoke target. a cigarette. It, it, uh, not. No. No. Anyway, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I guess it's going to be that kind of show. Oh, yeah. It is. Thanks, Juxta. You're welcome. I hope you have brought something like legitimately interesting to the discussion today. I mean, I know that you probably haven't, but <laughs> he's over there just looking at his hands. I brought this for you. <laughs> what is it? I farted in my hands earlier. God. Do you never do that? You just like put your hand over your butt when you're like taking a shower and just farting and just sniff it? No. <laughs> no. It's wrong with you. I feel Neither like. do I. I just. Wonder. I feel like over a series of several episodes we have learned some disturbing things about your private behavior well i'm trying to like outdo the fact that i eat frozen food on occasion congratulations on 151 episodes juxta without you this show wouldn't have lasted three episodes hashtag praise juxta hashtag praise frumpy raccoon um i would like you to know that so what do you guys think about Lords of Vermilion? <laughs> Thanks, annoying fan. Frumpy Raccoon is a poser, by the way. Oh, all, really? All that ban Kahlo, you know, last episode. When I logged on to do you re- Motherfucker. Is it news time yet? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm trying to call Jesus. out Frumpy Raccoon for his flippant behavior. Oh, there was like a ring, three different kinds of chocolates, a broken or half of the heart chair, and a bunch of other like... Apology things in my mail waiting for me when I logged on uh-huh. from Frumpy Raccoon. Interesting. Wow. You anyway, know what I got in my uh, delivery box? Nothing. Nothing. Who does Frumpy Raccoon really like? Clearly, not Juxta. I sold Actually, everything, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not even on the auction house because some of them couldn't be sold on the auction house. I just vendored them. <laughs> wow. Well, what would you? Re- That's what, rude. I don't know what you would do with them. Well, anyway. to be fair, the the heart chair was selling for like 150k, so I sold that one. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. Anyway, let's kick it on over to our Aorzean Studios. By the way, if you want to join us in studio, you can do so in the Goblet fa- Fifth Ward, plot number 30. That's of course on the uh, Sergeant Anus server. So the Fifth Ward. The Fifth Ward. The Five Ward. That's right. Plot 30. Plot 30. 30th. Yes. 30th. (laughs) The 30th plot of them all. And also, uh, we want to remind you that, of course, we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We want to know what you think of Eureka first. Yeah, exactly. Because we all know that uh, you guys tend to, you know, mimic what our sentiments are. That is a good point. Not to mention the fact that... So what do you guys think of Eureka? 
Kappa. Eureka. Eureka. Not Eureka. to mention, we already know what we think of Eureka, and we want to know what you guys think. That's so. right. Yeah. yeah. Someone, I, I, like, that's the thing is, I, I think I think we shouldn't even say what we think of Eureka. I think if people want to know what we think of Eureka, they've got to call up and ask and mm-hmm. tell us what they think of Eureka and see if we agree oh. kind of, or disagree. Kind of like tickle it out of us, you know? Like a ball sack. That's a very weird way of saying that. <laughs> why? Why are you what? like this? Why are what? you weird? I, what? what are you just now asking this, Nika? I mean, I'm, he's yeah. always been weird. Well, I know, but why? I, that is a great question. Why? Why? Indeed. Do why? you want to be normal? I mean, I, sometimes no, I don't. I want you to be normal. That's what I want. No, your normal would be our weird. So I think we're all well. Right. I mean, I think we're all a little weird here. Obviously, outcast by you know the greater FF14 society. But you, you go way. <laughs> we're all mad here. <laughs> you go way too far, Juxta. You go. You, you are the weird side of YouTube where you start out watching cat videos and then you wake up to some guy being ejaculated in by a donkey. That's the side of weird that you are. I don't think that can what? exist on YouTube. Well, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not sure. Well, a guy getting ejaculated into, like, where into? Like, in his butt. In his butt? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Like, if his mouth? Nah. Okay, here's the thing. You could upload it to YouTube. It's not going to stay there very long. But you could. It could be there for a moment. And you're so weird, you'd find it. That's the level of weird you are. I need so, yeah, it would be like an unlisted video. Then. I need you to bring it back and be like, cats fighting with lightsabers weird. Like, like that's where I want you to draw that's the line. That's not weird. That's cool. Be that. Can you be that? I'm already cool. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. I just I just said no, I was cool. Not. Lloyd Lloyd says that it's our fault that he's like this for how we treated him in the eleven era. I don't know that that's true. No, I don't think that's true at all. I think you shaped me. <laughs> shaped you? What? You shaped me into the weird person I've become. How did wow what did I have to do with this? Um, he never had this and, fascination with penis mongering back in the Eleven era, did he? I don't. I don't think he remember did. that. No, I just remember you speaking in Taru speak, and that all lasted all of like three episodes. That yeah, was and then super hard and really not worth molesting this. our other intern in the in the closet. Well, he didn't say no, so that means he approved of it. Jeez. Uh. Today's episode is brought to you by Hot Pockets and Graham Crackers has shaped juxta. <laughs> Hash shape juxta. That's great. It's nice. That's a good one, Frumpy uh, Raccoon. You're, you're back in. You're back in my good graces. Ditto. Good job. Ditto. Ditto. Back good job. In the coolest. I didn't get it. I don't understand. Of course you wouldn't. I did eat graham crackers earlier this week, though. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? It's a part of your diet. Anyway, uh, limitbreakradio.com is the website. Uh, if you're listening live right now and uh, you want to catch up on old episodes, you want to make sure that you uh, catch new episodes, you can do that over at limitbreakradio.com. You can also look us up on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your podcast. Stitcher, I believe, is in there as well. Uh, so uh, make sure that you do that. And, uh, it, it, you know, if you like the show, if you like what we do, uh, make sure you visit uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio. Um, I haven't heard from anyone last week because we put the new compressor in last week and asked if uh, if people liked the, the, the way that the show sounded with it. Um, I haven't heard any negative things yet. So, so it's working. I guess so. I guess people like the way that it sounds. So um, if you don't, you know, 
speak up let us know fuck off um and uh you can by the way you can send us uh feedback email uh hosts at limitbreakradio.com we're always interested in hearing from you and of course we want you to chime in today on eureka that's uh limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord uh because this is i think one of the most galvanizing pieces of content that final fantasy 14 has added in a long time i mean probably since i don't maybe ever ever yeah Yeah. the only other time that i remember seeing two sides so opposed to a decisions being a decision being made was when we did salted earth and the changes were made to uh steps of faith yeah Mm -hmm. i mean and 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 even then i think we you know we very clearly had a dog in that fight because we could see what kind of you know what kind of uh, those types of concessions what that would lead to what type of online environment and game environment that would lead to down the road um and i'm curious what uh what 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 the player community what our player community what our listener base uh thinks about uh thinks about eureka um so give us a call limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord and by the way if you do join our discord server you feel free to hang out feel free to you know chat it up there's a whole bunch of different chat channels in there um so uh you know make sure that uh that you know if you if you like the community stick around um, also, again, uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio to uh, support the show. Uh, we would encourage that if you, you know, if you listen fairly regularly and we know that there are plenty of you that do, um, we know that there are even more of you that check out, you know, that, that check out a show right around the time a big piece of content gets released so you know it's it's sort of like our listenership is very reflective of the way that the final fantasy 14 community feels about the game um so but if you listen every week if this is the way that you stay connected with the final fantasy 14 community then head on over to patreon.com slash limit break radio uh we would appreciate the support uh we'd love to be able to drive that total up a little bit more um and again when you support over at uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio you're supporting the forthcoming let's be real podcast and uh, that's probably got another couple of weeks before it launches uh and uh as well as uh as as helping us uh to keep checkpoint radio going uh you know we we just got a, a couple more affiliates put on uh put on checkpoint radio's list uh, i can't name the biggest out of that well, it's a big enough it, but it is a really big one but uh washington dc is in there is is in the mix uh utah uh, salt lake city Utah is also in the mix. Um, so, uh, you know, we we work really, really hard uh, to, to be able to, um, you know, bring you Limit Break Radio every week as well as Checkpoint Radio. And, uh, you know, uh, we've noticed that as people continue to check out of FF14, uh, you know, they, they wonder, why am I continuing to pay for a Final Fantasy 14 podcast? And I, that makes sense. I get that. I understand that. Um, but just... Just remember that when you support Limit Break Radio over at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio, you're actually helping us to... Uh, and you thought I messed up your game. 
<laughs> oh, Tanaka. Thanks, Tanaka. Thanks, Tanaka. Uh, but, uh, but it, yeah, uh, you, you don't just support Limit Break Radio. You also help support uh, what was uh, finally Countercast, what will be uh, uh, the Let's Be Real podcast, as well as uh, these early uh, these early years of Checkpoint Radio. Um, but we've now crested 50 stations uh, across, the United, uh, across the United States and Canada. I think that that's pretty fucking incredible. Um, to be able to get the the product that far um, and uh, and and in this small amount of time is uh, really exciting. To that point, uh, this Wednesday we're actually flying out to Las Vegas. Uh, we've been invited. Uh, Checkpoint Radio has been invited out to the um, Ally, the opening of the Allied Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas, and uh, we're going to go and do a show from uh, Vegas. Uh, so that's really exciting. You can look forward to that um and uh and uh also coming up we've got uh e3 as well and and we're you know making more and more solid plans for that so uh and and uh, you know what the las vegas thing is really cool because it's going to allow us to do something pretty pretty amazing coming up with limit break radio and i mean that's coming up around easter easter sunday so Mm -hmm. just you know you guys guys be ready for that you'll see some of the Oh, hey, what, what? we got we got someone who uh, kicked in on Patreon. Jeff, oh, Jeff Sheehan, ten dollars on Patreon. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, what what? You look very confused. I'm very confused. It didn't show up on my green screen over here. Oh, it didn't. No. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it showed up on stream. I saw it now. Yeah. There's a delay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that there is. So there's not going to be a sound on the recording. I don't think so. That's Probably fine. not. That's I, I, I definitely I'm didn't hear any sound. Kind of kind of okay with that. Yeah. But hopefully by talking about it for like a good extended period of time, it'll be easier for you to find later on. Yes. But anyway, do like Jeff did and go over to patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio and help support Limit Break Radio. Um, all right. Let's, uh, I guess, let's check out what's what's going on in the news. Yeah. In the news. Yeah. This is a Limit Breaking News update. <laughs> So on Saturday of PAX East, April 7th at 12.30 EDT, uh, you can join Natsuko Ishikawa, that's the main scenario writer, and John Crow, who's the English localization lead, for a panel to discuss the amazing and awesome writing of Stormblood. Hold on. No, that's not my animal. Where's Koji Fox? He's the only animal for me. <laughs> um, uh, that is, uh, you're not the only person to ask that question. Where, where is Cody? He, he got caught listening to LBR. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, those who are in attendance uh, will receive a double-sided poster, and uh, now the majority of this will be streamed. So if you can't go, but you really want to, you can watch it. Uh, but more importantly, they will also have a Biako challenge available. And of course, winners get T-shirts. Lick, lick, lick my balls. Because it's not a fan fest event, right? Otherwise, you well, because going to a fan fest that's that's it's the first award. fan fest. I, we got Odin T-shirts. And that was obviously a bad idea for some reason. Yeah, I, oh. I, I do, I do still think that uh, it is kind of bullshit. It is kind of bullshit that. Uh, you know, they would give away so many free items and T-shirts, t- items like T-shirts, at things like PAX East or Gamescom. Yeah, not at the or, Fan Fest. And not at Fan Fest. You guys, since that first Fan Fest, we got two T-shirts. We got a Warrior of Light T-shirt just for registering. And yeah. Then we got Wait, the what? <laughs> yeah. 
I've got a shirt that says Final Fantasy Fan Fest 20 whatever the fuck it was 14 and then the back says Warrior of Light across the back. Oh my god. Did you not know about that one? I didn't know about that That's one. Because you're not a real Warrior of Light. I'm the warriest of lights. Okay. Uh, the Hatching Tide event is back for anyone who is, you know, really excited for that to happen. Uh, it'll be taking place March 20th through April 2nd, and the rewards include a little jester on an egg minion, an egg banner, and a special egg firework, as well as spriggin' chocolate. You didn't write these uh, news things, did you? I didn't write the first two news things. I can tell because you would never actually include what the rewards are in one yeah, of these. No, well, no, 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 no. It, it, it's, it's important <laughs> that we talk about the rewards because very rarely are there new ones. No, there's always new ones. Mm. Like one new thing. And then everything else goes to the cash the cash up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. So make sure you pick those up if you don't have to buy them next time. Uh, speaking of cash shop, we just got a brand new optional item set in the cash shop. Juxa, you must be so excited for this. No. No, why? This is your favorite character. Who? Hildebrad. Oh, I thought you were talking about Harchifant. Because no. he's dead. That's why no. I like him. Oh. So I don't have to deal with him ever again. Anyway. Because he's dead. You can now get the outfit that Hildebrad wore when he thought he was a zombie. The broken monocle. The it's, it's every single time in Hildebrand Quest where he like falls into the ground, he actually wears the exact same specific ripped up outfit. Yeah, yeah. the ripped up and dirty crap. So it rips in the same spot yep. every time. Every single time. Yeah. Every single time. It's, it's, a bra- it's a breakaway suit. You really got to just milk that uh, glamour for all it's worth, Square Enix. Also proving, I mean, if they made if they made the graphic files, why the hell not? Well, because here's the thing: you made the graphic files for a human, basically, or, or a high or whatever the fuck they're called in this game, Highlander. <laughs> but you still have to basically remake those for every single one of the characters that's going to wear it. That's so, true. So there's still work that goes into it. And why would we want them to provide us, you know, different versions of like the relic gear in Eureka instead of just you know doing this? Because no one's going to fucking give a shit about these things. But they might make ten dollars, so. And why would they bother to make it diable? Because that's the people that most people don't care about, right? Proving, once again, that Square Enix does listen to Limit Break Radio, Yoshida responded to the Ungermax bannings with a freaking novel. The point on the official, or the post on the official forums, even warns multiple times, similar to the Sultana's death sequence, to make sure you set aside ample time to read everything. <laughs> wow. But luckily, we here at Limit Break Radio have a TLDR for you. Uh, essentially, what it boils down to is that when the person who used Ungermax was first reported three times, by the way, for using it, the special task force that investigated him found that he was using third party tools and banned him for that reason. So apparently they somehow overlooked the actual reason he was reported, which was exploiting a known glitch. And so it never got escalated or pushed up the ranks to the rest of the development team until it became more widespread and known. Boy, that's not a good job. That's not a good look. That's just that, that, <laughs> straight up. That's just not a good look. Yes. Yeah, so uh, part part of the post actually also explains that because of this, they've actually taken a look at the way that the special task force deals with like internal issues and the way that they investigate oh, no. stuff. Internal affairs is on the <laughs> is on the case. And uh, and they basically change the way that the policies and the policing uh, goes on. So hopefully something like this doesn't happen in the future. 
You geeks are so gullible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've all been exploring Eureka to varying degrees of enjoyment, but some people have encountered a pretty nasty bug that has actually reset their progress. Now, this has happened for two different reasons, and it has since been fixed, but if you are one of the few affected by it and it hasn't been fixed yet, you can check out the lodestone on what to do uh, specifically to to get everything updated. Uh, so what ended up happening, and, and actually to, to a certain degree, I kind of think this is hilarious, but if you tried to re-enter the Eureka instance multiple times within a short period of time, it didn't give the instance time to save your progress. So when you went in the second, third, fourth time, it would try to recall your data, which wasn't available yet. So then it would put you back in with fresh data. So that's how some people's progress got reset. If those people that sounds like a, uh, a remarkably similar problem to the problem that you had with your drops, Juxta. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, apparently not. And, and the reason why some people just logging back out and logging back in after the fix didn't fix or reset their progress is if you left and continued trying to do that still, in some cases when you came out of the refreshed version where you got reset, it would then go, oh, you're coming out. Let me save that data for you and would save over your original data. <laughs> So, yep. yeah, that sounds like <laughs> the exact same problem that you had. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it sure does. So, yes, if you are one of the not cool. one of the few people, because uh, uh, last I was playing, there were still people who, who were complaining about it that uh, whose level was reset. Uh, go to the lodestone. You basically have to contact uh, uh, GMs, put in a ticket, provide date, time, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I guess eventually they'll restore you to whatever your your level should be. But uh, here, here's here's what I was thinking about it, because the reason that this happened was people were going into the instant. Again, multiple times in a short period of time, as if they're like, hmm, there's not a whole lot of fates up here. Let me just go into another one and see if I can find a fate with somebody else. Uh, or or because you end up getting put in different instances. Then some uh, friends, maybe? Then some friends. That may be another another way. Torquil what? in the chat... Torquil in the chat uh, actually mentioned something kind of interesting. They said that when they entered the zone, the instance copy of the data wasn't associated with their primary character, so the save data was going into a black hole, essentially. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, there might be there might be plenty more to this. Well, that, again, they wrote a freaking novel on that, so... Uh, uh, oh, no, that was the Younger Max stuff. Never no, mind. That was the <laughs> yeah, I heard some people saying, too, it also happened if you, like, logged out in Eureka, then tried to log back in after your instance was expired. That would do shit like that, too. But apparently it's all fixed now, so don't worry. All right. Square Enix is protecting you. That's good. Yes. And then, of course, the big news, guys, is that patch 4.25, Eureka, has finally dropped. And I'm curious to know, I'm probably the only one, what you guys think, so since nobody else really cares about it. I think that we should probably ask the callers what they think. I think that's a good idea. We've already got five calls yeah. lined up. Wow. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go to our phone lines in just a second to ask what you guys think of Eureka's Castle. Does it, did anyone else watch that show when they were growing up? Was that, was that sounds familiar. It, it sounds super familiar. It was, done, yeah. really familiar. It, was, it was done with puppets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know that I ever watched it, but I remember. Oh, yeah. What is it with you and puppets? I, I really liked puppet shows for some reason. I don't know why. That's really creepy. You know what? Normally, I would agree with you, but based on some of the stuff that have came out of your pie hole this episode, nah, puppets are fine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, because I'm weird, that gets creepy a Nero off with his puppets. Yes. 
Hey man, I was born as a kid. Like puppet shows are the bee's knees. I was I was born in 1984, which was like the height of of like Jim Henson. The only thing that I will say in here is is you still like puppets, don't you? Uh, yeah. Puppets okay, are, because puppets are pretty all right. Because I I, I saw a, a video the other day of the old lamb chop show, and those oh, that's, puppets no, no, are no, hideously they're terrifying. They're terrifying. Holy shit! Yeah, like looking terrifying. back on them, they're bad. I, I loved them as a kid. I had my yeah. own lamb chop as a kid. You weirdo! This is the song that does. I will literally come over there and punch I will, you. I will cave your skull in. Wow! Mm-hmm. I I I want to do that me. instead. We can mute you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our. Sam. Oh. I did Eruka, then unsubbed. Aw. <laughs> Thank you, normal 14 player. Damn. All right. Well, I did Eruka. All right. Eruka. Did it cast uh, Cocoon and you were unable to damage it afterwards? <laughs> Sounds like you need a red mage to dispel. Uh, all right. Let's go to our phone lines and talk to uh, Nikona Shar- Sharoquin Shar- of Phoenix. What's going on, uh, Nikona? Oh, dudes, how is everyone? All Good. Right? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Appreciate hearing from you. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. Uh, I just wanted to ring in and talk about uh, Eureka. That's All right. good, because we really want to know what you think of Eureka. Yeah, yeah, man, I've wrote a lengthy post on Reddit. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, no. oh, oh, you're one of those guys. One of those. If, okay. if I tell they are, then an arrow can just pull apart little bits, can't he? <laughs> so, so uh, would you say then that you represent Reddit? You, you, you will be the... No, <laughs> you're, you're the community, fi- community figure of Reddit? <laughs> yes, yes. Go, uh, 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 what's his name again? We need to put that out there. I don't want to get this messed up. No, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't vote me to oblivion. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Nikono. So, what do you what do you think of Eureka? I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it. It's got its flaws. It's got its problems. But I've enjoyed it. I've hammered it. Like I've spent probably a good 60, 70 hours in there already. What level are you? Uh, Twenty. Got three relics. Two full <laughs> sets of armor. What? Okay, Arthur's. So what you're saying is you don't have very much experience, so you're not worthy of like speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly what I'm saying, mate. <laughs> Jesus, did you even try? Fucking <laughs> so pros on Eureka, man. The map is beautiful. It's a really good looking map. It's well laid out. Thought it was quite nice nostalgia but that's been done to death so we could disregard that completely well, well specifically on the point of the uh the map layout um you know when we just watched the uh the preview that uh yoshi had did you know earlier on i had made a comment about how what i had seen didn't really impress me and, and you know when, when you talk about this um, this uh, unknown land of eureka like like it should have really been something fantastic and honestly now that i've actually got to go around and explore the majority of it he really did knock the design out of the fucking park they, with it. Yeah, my, like there was bits in there and this is the first time in 14 for a long time where i've walked into a place and i've gone shit what does that do why is that there i, I think it's like there's a place up by um the the big cyclopses where there's an aetherite in the middle of a room and a little bedroom and it's ruined and i'm like first time in a long time since probably 2.0 i've gone oh what's the story behind this why is this here i'm going to see that later in the story sort of thing you know mm-hmm. oh man now i'm actually really excited to find that that's for yeah, that's nice, really cool there's nice little bits in the map yeah that you come across and you're like a story behind that and there is and it, it does reveal itself a little bit later and you know it, it, the map is really beautiful once you get into it yeah so um I, now i i have not dedicated nearly the time that you have no, uh, man, i've pooped i've pooped up the shit whoa out of whoa you're you're close you're level four you ain't got much further to go uh no nah, come on now i i i i did i 
Did I stop at four? Oh, no, 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 no. You got five. You got five. See, I, got, I think you I did are get five. basically around the corner. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I've spent, I think, two good sessions in there so far. Um, and I do agree with you 100%. The zone design in there is impeccable. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do really imp- uh, appreciate about it is how how they made the design choice to restrict mounting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the biggest problems with Diadem, is that once you got flying, once you unlocked flying, aggro meant nothing. And yes, you can outrun these mobs. Yes, you but can. But you're going to get hit at least twice. Yep, yep. And then you die. Exactly. There's still danger. And, and while you're on that progression path to 20, that still does create a, a, a very interesting scenario that is incredibly reminiscent of 11 mm-hmm. where you're dodging and and navigating around mobs that can kill you in one to two hits and there really is that sense of tension and danger and i like that and, and, you know, you know it doesn't change when you get a 20 man when you get to 20 that you'll know from final 11 you got to 75 and you got your buffer so you know you didn't de-level when you died. There's no buffer here. <laughs> well, you know, in- even at twenty, man, even at twenty, you're shouting for reses. And it's it, it's it's hairy. You know, you level down to nineteen. It's not too much of a problem, but it's twenty five percent of your XP bar. It's, it's gone. It's That's really lot, it's really yeah. interesting too because back in the eleven days, and even just just having played multiple MMOs and talking on the subject of of the idea of XP de- uh, uh, experience decay, you know, it's something that a lot of people uh, shrug off. You know, it's a bad uh, mechanic. Mechanic. It's a bad design. No, it's not. In uh, once really not. once you've been in, I I, I think that, that that looking back on or when people make those those um, accusations, they're kind of looking at it from from a different way because the idea of oh you died arbitrarily taking away XP, it does seem a, a bit arbitrary. However, in a game that up till now has no consequences consequences for dying has no sense of danger i was you know when i was playing whenever return was down oh i just kill myself and warp and then someone in my twitch chat was like you're almost level six so don't do that again at level six right and even though i knew yeah level six is when xp decay comes in suddenly especially after having grinded all that xp it kind of clicked in my head i'm like oh shit you're right Oh shit! How am I going to get back if if, if if warp is down? What the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, like there's actual real stakes in this game now, dude. Later on, there is uh, there is mobs in there that aggro off true sight. Oh yeah, I, sh- I shit you not because there's Yay. places you go as ninja to pick up uh, the badger sights. You're like, oh, just use hide and walk there. <laughs> not on these mobs. Well, true sights. It's a good thing that I was a uh, level 75 thief for several years of my life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, there's, uh, there's true sight. There's things that aggro if you've uh, taken damage. I think uh, there's actually magic aggro in this game, too, or in this zone. Yeah, magic aggro, the sprites, if you're casting anywhere near them. So you cast heal on somebody, the sprites will attack Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a... There's so much callback to Eleven in this, it's ridiculous. There really is. I yeah. mean, I mean, you know, you, just, you don't need... 
the the really like obvious things either like the scorpion harness or uh strider's boots or anything like that to really connect the dots either mm-hmm. i mean even the minute you get in there and you know from level one to level three you know uh i, I was not doing um i was not doing nms really i i was uh no, in, no, you're pretty much soloing mobs yeah i was well i was doing small i was doing small group and and it felt very reminiscent of abyssia in the way that we had to choose where we were camping we had to assign somebody as a puller and it it, it was a completely it it was a style of play that deviated from everything that's been presented so far in ff14 except for maybe elements of diadem except those elements were so disparate that i think that didn't end up connecting with people so it, it it i think that the system is coalescing in a really fascinating way and the community is finding out you know how many intricate you know design choices are inside of eureka um so far i'm i'm pretty impressed by by what i've seen so uh anyway uh nikona do you uh, have any uh, have any other uh any other points before we let you go uh yeah just basically uh there's there's loads I could talk about, mate. There's absolutely tons. I've spent the last four days in there, so you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, I'll let all the, uh, people come on because you've got about four or five callers down below. I think. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. I, I, I have one question for you, though. Yeah, go I for just it. have to know how you can get three relics and. Ah, right. Well, I mean, just because like this, just because it's the same grind over and over and over, and I'm just wondering yeah. how. Like, did you have to watch TV at the same time? Like, how did you do that no, without no, 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 no. crying so, of so tears? Basically, when I first went in there on the first day, I was doing the old school Final Fantasy XI pull mobs in a party of eight, five levels higher than that, yeah. that, that usual shit, you know. And then I started jumping on the fate train, you know, going from NM and NM, popping them, keeping track of what ones had popped, shit like that. Then I realized that it was actually better to grind mobs that popped an NM that were five levels above you. Mm-hmm. And any time a NM came up, just travel to it. It becomes easier once you get to the point where you can um, use the Aetherite crystals and teleport around the map. Yeah, I could see that. But mm-hmm. Something so, else to keep in mind too, Nika, is the higher level mobs, and I'm sure this goes for, for the NMs as well, the more chances and the more uh, drops you get. Crystals that drop from them. Is that correct? Yeah, just, there's just 144 people beating on one mob, then no. Just doing NMs, seriously, just doing NMs by themselves will give you enough crystals to get a full set of armor and at least one relic. Oh, that's right, because you can uh, it, downgrade you the protein. In, you into can trade the, in the yeah. ones you get from the fate. Yeah, uh, I've already got yeah, my yeah, plus two, one, and five. I probably have enough crystals for a plus two, but I'm just waiting a little. Yeah, naturally getting to 20, you will get enough for a, at least a full set. I'd be surprised if anybody didn't. Um, but like chaining uh, mobs that were five levels above us at level 17, I think it was, we were getting upwards of 1,200, 1,500 wow. per kill. Yeah, so... And they were, taking, they were taking five, ten seconds to burst down. Right, but my wow. issue there is then once everybody gets to level 17 and the Fate Train is just smashing those mobs, it's not going to matter anymore. Well, you go to a place, so, like, say the Fate Train's popping um, Tellies and uh, Abraxas and Zizits and stuff like that. Uh, you can go into the Void and fight the level 23 dragons at, like, level 17, 18. And that's where we were getting like 1,200 to 1,500 XP per kill. And that in itself pops a level 18 fate. <laughs> so once that's popped, then you can either leave and rejoin an instance and do the same thing again. 
So basically you have a small party and you're dedicated to just popping that fit and then you move on to the next one if somebody else pops another one nearby sort of thing. We, we were killing, breaking in XP really quickly. Yeah, something nice. I'd like to point out to uh, all the players or viewers out there who A, are complaining that you know it's too much XP to get to the level or it takes too long to grind. Just because you're doing it inefficiently in the first couple hours when no one's actually explored the potential of the instance right. doesn't mean that it's just a terrible, long, inefficient grind. Yeah, no, Do it better. I, I, I hear you. Nikona, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. That uh, was Sean Bean. Thank uh, you very much. Limit Break <laughs> Radio on Skype 8105 515-8715-LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you'd like to call in. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on Eureka uh, because, uh, oh my God, there are so many people who want to chime uh, chime in on this. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things um, you know, one of the things that became immediately clear to me when I got into Eureka and then started reading a lot of the criticism was how fast people jumped to the conclusion that this is shit, this is, you know, like mm-hmm. this is just diadem all over again. I mean, that first day on Reddit, that Reddit <laughs> thread was just trashing the shit out of Eureka. And I feel like I've seen more people who have based their opinion off of maybe that Reddit thread or, you know, the first five minutes of being in the instance. Yes, exactly. And haven't really, you know, because the community's got to have a chance to be able to figure out exactly how it's going to play this with the a- system. I mean, it, it, it's 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 actually much more like Eleven than we want to to admit because yeah. this was the process of how people kind of figured out content in Eleven as well. This now, is the first time in Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy fourteen where people looked at the event and didn't have all the information immediately. In front of their okay, eyes. And, and, they're, and they're just freaking out. To their defense, you just said it. This is the first time they've ever been given content like this. If we look back even at Palace of the Dead, which people overall, I think, enjoyed in both the diadems, you could go into a run once or twice and have seen everything that there is to offer. Even with diadem, when we said there's probably more to it than what we're seeing, there still wasn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Alexander Dragonfane uh, Fang of uh, Zalera. What's what's going on, Alexander? Uh, hello, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to excuse myself for my English. Uh, it's it's maybe not very good, but better than, than, than Better than Cal. Oh. Yeah, we're we're understanding it. It's all right. Uh, so I'm one of those guys that judge um, Eureka basically. After reading the patch notes, then I moved on to play it. I played for like one hour, one and a half hours, and then made a very lengthy ready thread that got really, really nicely both. I think it's the first time I get like nice karma in credit. <laughs> <laughs> good, good karma farming. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, it was a good karma farming, uh, but. I'm kind of like a, like a game designer wannabe. So every time this game implements something, I'm like, okay, if I were the game designer, what would I change to make it better to my taste? Or what do I like from this content? And I honestly like the gameplay in general inside the Eureka. Like, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But 
I cannot help to feel like the rewards and the incentives are always, um, how to say it? Uh, do you guys remember when Yoshida once said that we were not like uh, kids or adolescents anymore and we didn't have the time to invest into the games like we used to? So yes. things, yeah. Uh, what happened to that? Because honestly, you have to lo put a lot of grind into acquiring things. You have to look for really far, far away in time content. And in the end, I mean, Eureka is cool. The, it has some good mechanics. The map is beautiful. But in the end, you're mostly like uh, killing trash mobs for the first half and then hunting fates, a mix between fates and hunts for the second half. Mm -hmm. And after four years, at least for me, after four <laughs> years, that's... That's not what I was expecting. You know, th th I'm actually glad you called in because you actually hit on a lot of the opinions that that I share. You know, going into Eureka, yes, we can obviously look and see that fates are nothing new. Even even grinding mobs in parties, if you played FF11 or if you played MMOs in general, isn't really anything new to the genre. But a lot of this is very, very fresh for Final Fantasy XIV. But you're right. I think the one part that I'm still very critical of is when it comes down to the rewards or the way that you earn the rewards, the way that you choose the rewards is still very, very uninteresting. It's the same currency for all of them, which isn't even on its own currency tab. I called that, by the way, guys. So <laughs> sure did. Point for me. And and, and, and the fact that, that it's literally just, you know exactly what you're getting. None of it's even new. It's not until the th like third turn or the third stage that you get to diet. I, I, I feel like in terms of rewards, or at least the way that it was structured, it could have been a lot more interesting and, and uh, could have added a lot more, I think, flavor to the event overall than it did i now i agree uh with that because i do think that the rewards were not exactly what i was expecting or what i really wanted out of it mm. um now the thing the thing about it is though is that <clears throat> square enix had a a set of challenges set in front of them with where their content that they were presenting over and over again had been failing it was not engaging it was very repetitive it was throw a part you know throw your party into a hallway forward progression forward progression forward progression and repeat and so this i think tried to answer a couple of key criticisms about experiential gameplay that people were looking for out of 14 and not getting. And I think that this did address some very core things. This is a much more dynamic system in terms of where you're going to adventure, where you're going to be fighting. There's almost virtually no overworld fighting that is done unless you're doing fates or you're doing hunts. And I do I do understand and accept the criticism that all of the NMs in here are pretty much the same as a hunt or a fate. And they operate very similarly. Um, but the the goal here, the end goal here is for Square Enix to make a piece of content that can be self-sustaining and also feel large right so if you have a group a player uh, you know a portion of your player base that is tuned out 
of Eureka because they're getting better gear either out of tone grinding or out of um, savage, savage, you know, rating, uh, then. You know what? That's probably fine because this is aimed at a group of players that really aren't getting much out of that. Right? They're they're doing it, uh, or or actually maybe they're not. Maybe they've their sub is lapsed. But this gives a different method for acquiring gear at roughly the same level. As you know, a little bit behind. There's there's some you know give and take there. You get the extra materia slot, et cetera, et cetera. That I do think that the trade off is fair. But what has been the pattern of of the way that Square Enix has done all of the upgradable weapons? At some point, they bring it pretty close to BIS when you're talking at the end of the expansion. So I do think that there's probably an argument to be laid here that eventually Square Enix will bump up the power of these items as we continue to increase their power as the the expansion continues. Right. And people are saying, you know, the first stage of Relic and shit is always bad. But to be fair, the Relic is usually released a little earlier than now. So I feel like that's if, they wanted, to, that's if they wanted to wait so late, they should have made the gear a little bit better. No, I, I think that that's fair. Yeah. But the thing with the relic and and how it's linked to the to to Eureka, I mean, before you get relic, you basically have no incentive in gear to do to do the things there unless you are really phased out from the rest of the content. Uh, but in the end, for example, for the for the amount of time you have to invest to get your gear, by the time you get it, you will be just a few weeks away from a new gear tier to tell um, that to our last caller yeah yeah that's the thing <laughs> i feel like this stage of relic or this relic and stormblood is way easier than it was in 2.0 or 3.0 i agree because like P- if potentially you, easy yeah. if, if you think the, about, i don't i think the grind is a much more natural progression through eureka than it was as an overworld grind going to fates or trying to hunt atmas or just murdering garuda 700 yeah. times the, or yes thank or you. oppressor 600 times the other thing that's also really cool about this which i never really understood especially based on the way that square enix does things why they have the weekly tome cap being able to potentially go in at my own pace and get if i wanted to like our last caller everything that i needed in a single week awesome because when you have a cap each week it ends up feeling like a chore and i had to train myself specifically not to care about that so that way when it came to monday if i didn't have all of my tomes i didn't feel like oh my god i have to log on right now and play even though i don't feel like it yeah i think that there's enough players like us that have kind of let go of the idea that oh i'm not capped out this week oh my god that you know, now Square Enix has to be able to provide different methods of gameplay, and this does succeed on several uh, on on several of those those uh, fronts. Uh, Alexander, appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, and, uh, you know... <laughs> the the amount of uh ff11 uh homages that exist up in eureka 
are pretty stunning, I would say. It's almost every Fade NM is some kind of throwback for the most part. Not every single one, but mm-hmm. so many of but, them. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are. And I and I, I like that, though. I, I think that that's, I mean... No, I think that's, that's fine. I mean, we've had repeated enemies, repeated bosses in different FF games before. Like, that's not the issue. Right. I think the issue that was like, did we need the nostalgia of XP grind parties? I'm not so sure. The uh, What I found myself on, uh, I think it was, was Friday uh, when I streamed, I was actually thinking before I got on, I'm like, man, I, I actually kind of want to play 14. Oh, but Anira wants to do an XP party. If I get 20 levels ahead of him, he's going to be upset. And it was like playing 11 with my girlfriend all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to talk about uh, the, uh, the, the notion that uh, Square Enix isn't going to end up expanding Eureka um, in the same way that they didn't end up expanding Diadem. And I do understand that that criticism and i do think they have to expand this i do think that it's it's somewhat valid although i think yeah i nika i think you're right with the the reason they didn't expand diadem is because nobody liked it there seems to be enough people that like this nobody liked it and there wasn't a really compelling story reason that we were there Mm -hmm. right like there's no dangling plot thread from diadem there is. I don't remember what Diadem was. Just what? What was it? If we found an island, let's go. Let's go explore. Let's go, let's go it. kill dinosaurs. Yeah. We, <laughs> no one. It, it wasn't very clear. Yeah. Anyway, but they have attached a very, very central plot point to Eureka, which mm-hmm. is the Isle of Val. Yeah. Students of Baldessian were start uh, studying on the Isle of Val, and. It shit happened. Moved apparently. We thought it got blown up. We thought it got destroyed. It just disappeared in a flash mm-hmm. of light. It disappeared, but it reappeared somewhere else. Wherever and now, we are, wherever now. we are, yeah, wherever we are now in in Eureka. And now it's all aether fucked. And I think that that is a. First of all, I think that's a fascinating premise. Yeah. Second of all, that is something that they can't not revisit. And right. I don't think that all of and and I'm not at twenty. I guess we should have asked Nikonia. But being that I'm I'm not at twenty and I haven't seen everything that the instance has to offer, I don't know how open ended the end of those plot threads are. I was going to say the, the the narrative stuff that we've seen so far has been very light. Uh, I think they want you to focus a lot on you know the exploration. The Go touch a act. thing and come back. Oh, you touched a thing. The, the act of yeah, thing. actually cool, going, you touched a thing. All right, it was a magicite. That's a cool thing. Yeah, um, that's see, all the quest so far. <laughs> Thank you, Nika. The thing that I'm worried about isn't actually the the uh, uh, the similarities between Diadem and and Eureka. I'm actually more worried when it comes to the expansion of Eureka. Looking at Square Enix's track record when implementing things, right? Yes, we did get uh, uh, another hundred floors of uh, Palace of the Dead, but that was really just reskinning some stuff, right? And I'm afraid that if we do end up getting uh, an update to Eureka, that much like Eureka to begin with, it's going to end up being pushed back so far or delayed so much that by the time we actually get it, we're all going to be going through that huge FF14 burnout again. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think it depends. I don't think so. I think it depends. I think if we never see any other... Uh, major mechanics if there's not because there's a lot of adjusting that has to go on in a system like this you've got you've got a level range i mean 20 is not a huge level range but it is still level range you've got a dev for that um which means that you know the way that this zone is laid out is very much like an old school mmo Uh where you have pockets of different level mobs Mm -hmm. and 
I, I, I just I think that between those two things and the way that the quest structure and and the uh, amount of importance that has been laid on those plot points, that there's no way that they could go back and like try this again like they did with Theodem. OK, so the way that I look at this is, is, is they have finally shown and proven that they are able within their own game to innovate and add elements into the game that previously to me have been missing. Right. I will give them the benefit of the doubt now on whether or not they can proceed to keep on updating this in a consistent manner. Absolutely. All right, let's go. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Even if it is a consistent update, though, there's literally one mechanic to this. Grind a certain type of mob, fate spawns, kill fate, repeat. Well, and that's I mean, my original issue with DNM was that that's all we were doing, right? We were grinding mobs till a big NM appeared. I mean, my original hope for this was that there would be, you know, objectives where you had to decide, do I want to grind this fate? Do I want to go farm something else? Do I want to complete a certain objective or do I want to do something else? And there's no element of choice in this. You go in, there's one thing that you're doing. Nika, upon updating it, they can also continue to innovate. So, for example, they could... But look at their track record. Like, if they have not changed the race structure from a boss in a circle of room for three expansions. Do you think any update to Eureka is going to be anything else? Other yes, than Nika, that, that's what I'm trying to say for the first time within Eureka. They finally put elements that we haven't seen anywhere else. When you break it down, everything in any MMO really is just a fucking fate. A boss in a circle room. Guess what? It's a fucking fate. You just can't go anywhere to do it. But the fact that they've been willing to start adding stuff in, like putting actual danger in there, the fact that they took away mounts. Now you actually have to communicate with people they have started to switch things up this is essentially we're doing diadem guys this is really optimistic this is diadem right now okay (laughs) but people are actually enjoying it so they've shown that they do have a willingness and the ability to change things they just haven't done it till now not just that but i think it you know because they didn't get it so wrong as they did with theodem 1.0 that they don't have as much impetus to go back to the drawing board and try to reform what that content looks like um that to me presents an opportunity to innovate and what i'm hoping this is is that this is much more like the first tier of znms that were added with treasures of Ergon, where we have the very basic bare bones of the system and that an update an upgrade to the system will mean that there will be more mob popping mechanics and another you know possibly another zone with another series of levels like saying that i absolutely hope that that is what happens because there is absolutely so much room for for innovation well, in this system. we can't necessarily can't but square enix's track record and we've always been critical of them for this and you guys are being so optimistic right now we've always been critical of the fact that they're of the mindset if it's not broken don't fix it they're going to see people are doing eureka they're liking it so the next update it's going to be a new area somewhere else on the zone with higher level mobs that you grind and kill for another higher level and state. if that's what it is that's not the worst thing either if that's all, if that's it's the only so way, boring. If that's the only thing that if, is. If, if we if, like if, it now because it's new and it's it's the first part of it. No, but if I they agree keep with adding that. Adding it and it's the only the only mechanic in the entire of Eureka all the way till the end of the expansion to get the relic. How boring is that going to be? I, it, it would I, be. I, I do agree with that, but at the same time, this is Square Enix meaningfully adding large scale content that you can't just do with four other people. 
You know, that's that's a criticism that we've leveled at them for a really long time. And their first two attempts at it didn't go over so well. Criticism of that was also you don't just want to queue up for it in a duty finder and face roll things, which is exactly what this is. We wanted challenging content you couldn't do with four people. And they've also been coddling their player face, their player base for so long. Their player face, (laughs) their player base for so long that you can't just throw like this perfect, you know, awesome content, whatever this is in our you know minds that we want, Nika, because then you get half of the player base. That's so used to things being given to them that you get a steps of faith all over again. So you have to kind of ease them into it. I mean, clearly, no, I agree. Clearly, it, it, as it is right, game, I agree totally. As it is right now, you already have probably about half of the player base that have quit the game, that have unsubbed because what they see at face value they don't even like. So imagine if there was a big deeper thing. Might that bring them back when they heard about it? Maybe. But you also do need to save a little bit for whatever is coming next. And Am I being optimistic? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm being optimistic. I'm giving them another chance. Does that mean they're going to do it? Hell no. Like you said, this could just be more fucking useless grinding 1 to 20, 1 to 20, all over and over and over and over again. But I am once again willing to give them a chance. Optimistic. Let's go back. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Revan Rokovic of uh, Midgar Sober. What's going on, Revan? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Uh, just wanted to put you at ease, Nero. Uh, they do leave it open ended for us exploring other areas of the Isle of Val. I don't want to get too spirit, uh, you know, spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I and I think that that's that uh, that's what I expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, just want to. I have a few conspiracies here. I think this Eureka was created just so Limit Break Radio could finally have Final Fantasy Eleven inside of Final Fantasy. <laughs> You're not the first. <laughs> They've made it just to satisfy us. Also, I think it was added just to get people the kindness of strangers achievement. <laughs> Lol. Oh, yeah. Raising, raising people who aren't yeah. in your party. But uh, in seriousness, I I really enjoy the content. I'm level 18. I've gotten my plus two for three different jobs. I haven't started working working on the armor yet because let's be honest, most of the jobs the the palette swaps are not very good for the relic armor. So I'm hoping that they do what the previous relics did with the weapons and change the model. Here's a question that I have for you since you've had gotten so many of your plus two. Um, Geralt has a second option underneath where you can like look at the armor and the weapons where he tells you you need a plus two before he can even talk about that. What when you can have access to that? What is it? Oh, uh, there's a the tw- level 20 fate. The NM uh-huh. drops a, uh, a reagent that you need to trade in the Pazuzu feathers. Uh huh. That's it. And since I just got to level 18, I haven't actually been in an instance where anybody spawned Pazuzu yet. So. Okay, because I, I had the theory that that's the, the sort of stage with relics where you get to start choosing, like, what stats are actually on your relic no, weapon or not. Not, right. not yet. Not yet. Okay. There's well, usually a couple of steps in, I think. Using stats, uh, the final one does have five materia slots. That's true. So you that's kind true. of get to choose mm-hmm. your stats a little bit. Yeah, see, and something else that, that I'm hoping, since we now have, uh, you know, along with our relic weapon... Relic armor. I think this is what will hopefully in the future keep Eureka alive because one of my other big concerns besides the fact that, uh, well, what about when the next, you know, uh, patch comes out with new tomes and 
all of this is completely 100% outclassed. The other thing I'm worried about is since these have a very hunt feel to them, when everyone's level 20, when everyone's gotten their armor and stuff, new players coming in, if they want to go in there and try and do something, or, or even if you just have like a small party, you're not going to be able to do everything as efficiently as people do now, and you could end up getting left behind in the rush. I hope that like the weapon in you know uh, uh, both uh, Realm Reborn and in... Um, Heaven's Ward that every time the new update came out you had to have the previous one finished that both your weapons and your armor will have to have been made in Eureka Animos in order to continue them in what the next Eureka is. Well, and and that's the thing that we've got to remember here is that this is not just one single area of development. It's not like they've just taken Diadem and the team that was focusing on Diadem and said, hey, make Eureka, but make it better. Um, they've also rolled all of the creativity and the, you know, because we've praised the, the relic weapons in the past for the way that they direct players to old abandoned content and that aspect of it was very nice and i think it actually worked to a certain degree i don't think that they have to rely on relic weapons or directing the player so so you know on such a a hard level anymore because there's a you know like a, there's so much instanced content that you don't re like do you really need to have a bunch of people queuing for ifrit hard these days no you probably don't right so you know it makes it, it makes a certain amount of sense to say okay let's take let's take the the relic and expand it and put it into this large this larger scale system that we have over in eureka and i'm hopeful in the way that square enix has been creative with the way that they allow us to do custom stats or the way that we um you know end up advancing the relic that we'll see some of that out of later stages of eureka because that's the other thing they have to update Eureka to be able to upgrade the relic. So they, yeah, have, they have to have to. a pretty solid plan for this shit. Plus, they'll they always, they'll lower the, the cap for whatever it is for the grind for the newer players that come in later and the people who aren't doing Eureka right now and decide later they want the glamour. They do that every single with the anima and sure. with, uh, old relics. So they'll just make uh, it cost less. That's it. Um, you'll just have to mm -hmm. turn in less uh, the crystals to be able right. to to get it. Yeah, which I means it'll be easier for you to get out of Animos and move on to you know whatever the next tier is. So that way, if you if it is dead content when we're in the second, third, fourth version of Eureka, you won't be alone there for very long and plus once people get to level 20 they're not worried about experience or efficiency they just want the crystals so you can have fc members you can do uh party finders it i feel like it's it won't be like the light grind where you have to you know you have to either start the party and wait for 45 minutes to several hours waiting for people to come in where you can just queue in other people that are already queued into the same instance you can help you out and if you need some help, then you can just ask some people. I feel like right. they put a lot more thought into this.
Well, and and I do think that you know what's what's kind of smart about making this instanced is that you can have as many instances as necessary for the amount of people who are queuing or not queuing, right? So if interest is down the road lessened to the extent like you could have two total instances of Eureka running across multiple servers, but still be able to fill all 144 players in there. That's a good point. You know, because there's just there's not 70 different instances that are trying to be filled. Right. You're right. Like it can, it, it's an event that can scale to a certain degree. It can't scale to a degree like Palace of the Dead, where you've only got, you know, what, what, how many was that? Eight four, par- four people. Four participants? Yeah, yeah okay. you're going with four participants. It, right. It can't quite scale like that can, but that's the smart part about instance and content is that you can, you know, down the road, it can scale. What's interesting, too, is, is, is uh, and you pointing that out, they've basically eliminated what I think were the two biggest flaws with hunts, which when they first came out, you know, we, we were all pretty impressed with, and that's A, the fact that when people on your server stop doing them, that's it, you're finished. And when people on your server are doing them, sometimes it's hard to get there in time. You know, by the time they actually shout that it's there, you actually get there and run to them. You know, Sun Gohan is already pulled. Right. Now, when you're in, in an area, like our first caller mentioned earlier, even if you're not actually already there helping farming, you always have a chance or have time to get there and participate in it well, before it, it's over with. And not if, the lower level ones. If you're on the other side of the map, the level one through three ones are dead. Okay, so but if you're in those part of the maps, who yeah. gives a shit? It, well, and, and the thing is, Nico, when you'll be able to, Warp to the other uh, aetherites. I think that that'll that'll yes, cut down yes, on that sort of. quite That's level. I mean, yeah, I have those aetherites now, but I mean, it's sort of more helpful. But even still, if if the NM is a little bit farther down and you get caught and killed by something that's no fun but let's Which, let's think of this let's think of this from the development team standpoint they there's only 20 levels that that you have to account for and a maximum of 144 people that means that those fights are tuned at max for 144 people at level 20 and uh, you know you can pretty much clearly bet that they're gonna last for a while instead of an entire server mobbing one mob mm-hmm. that All could melt that can melt in 30 seconds. Plus, plus these NMs also have level sync to them, too. So yes, that too, that too. That greatly reduces the amount of damage they take. Right, but they do plus feel... your they, reward is nowhere near as good if you're above the... If you're, you know, five levels over the sync, then you're only going to get a few thousand experience, and that's not even a dent. So. Right, Yeah, right. after seeing the uh, screenshot of people killing Fafnir, they got like 20k XP. So wow. why would you go down and do a level one uh, uh, Bishop of the Sea or whatever it is? Is for 2k I the minion i mean if you still want the minions and stuff yeah <laughs> i got the minion. he dual wields cracking clubs yeah, really yes no yeah. shit uh-huh. that's actually kind of cool yeah shit that's the first the minion, minion that i've been like oh man that's kind of cool <laughs> damn it i never the thought i would say that ever carries around riddle too so i wonder yeah. I, I i i have to wonder uh what its performance in uh and uh <laughs> lord of minion, for, for minion is oh, if it's just constantly attacking <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of awesome, actually. Dude, that'd be worth doing if that was like. It'd be hilarious. Minion. It'd be hilarious. That's not clearly. That's not going to be what happens. But uh, anyway, Revit, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. No problem, guys. Uh, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. And yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of variables that you have to account for. Far more variables inside of Eureka than we ever had inside of Diadem. And what the fuck is happening? <laughs> is this Flashpoint? 
How is Nika skeptical and Aniero hopeful? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Negative Nika shows her true colors. Th- there's our there's our episode title, Eureka Point. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. Um, but but that I, I uh, that's that's one of the things that I think is is kind of interesting, especially in the early in the early days of the system is that yeah i'm sure that you know within an hour reddit knew everything sure yeah they data mined some shit and mm-hmm. but and and there's you can cynically figure out the way that the system is structured pascali and knows not only did he not get a dragon pet <laughs> but mithra was added as a minion <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that true. Is true. That uh, is true. That is true. It is canon now that Final Fantasy XI is part of Eorzea, just an ancient past. <sighs> Oh, yeah, the Mithra minion confirms that no, Mithra's ancestors could be No, okay, it, it's you confirmed. know what? And, and, it is not confirmed. And the Moon Brita minion confirms that freaking Urianje fucks dolls. Okay, let's no, consider that canon. It very, I mean, it's very true. Accurate. Um, the flavor text for Mithra though is is very very confirming. It's true. It depicts the Mithra, the ancient ancestor of the Makote. So what? She wears a traditional scorpion harness. <laughs> so what? Vanadiel was just taken up in one of the calamities? There you go. It was calamitied. Or maybe it's just another continent somewhere. We haven't seen the full map, have we? I mean, I don't know that I... I, I mean, it's a, I, don't I don't. I think it was before the calamities. Like we have the lore back to the first calamity in say, the when, book. When they like, say think, ancient, I'm probably thinking millions ancient, of years. Ancient, ancient ancient yeah like forever ago like like, when, like are we talking when cat first? people first ever existed they were mithra and over time have evolved into mikote as they are today i mean it's it's an interesting thought experiment for sure oh would do you think it would be like first calamity area era? i think it would no, go like, back even before than that yeah, yeah. Further than that? Well, uh, it's been so long that people no longer refer to the the world as Vanadiel. It's Heidelin. So, yeah, like way back. Hmm. I mean, think how far you'd have to go back uh, 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 before we started referring to Earth as Earth. How far back is that? Um, 3,000 years. I actually don't know. How yeah, to that question. exactly. It's been a what long we, fucking time. What did we time. call it before Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did the cave people call it? They probably <laughs> really? didn't call it the same thing. Gaia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, uh, technically, Earth can be called something else in a different language too. Right, but it usually refers to something similar because people, like the I scientists and stuff, name the planets, and they're pretty widely accepted. They have different juxtaposed to something here, guys. Maybe Heidelin is Eorzean for Vanadiel. No, Heidelin is the goddess, which would be basically Altana. They okay. named the world after the goddess. Yeah. yeah. So that means where whenever Vanadiel was in their language, it was Altana, but it's the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Seems fishy to me. Seems fishy to me. Put it as flavor text on a doll? Really? That's where you want to drop. That, I mean, it's, that it's definitely an Easter egg, but it definitely it makes you think. That's, I, I think that the guy who made the flavor text, he's like Yoshi P, never checks these anyway. Watch this. <laughs> you don't <laughs> think Koji guys. Fox knew that about be... that lore bit? There's yeah, no way he yeah, that's right. Koji that. Fox knew about that lore bit, and that's why we got John Crow at PAX. We we don't. <laughs> he got Koji's fired. We Where's Koji? Yeah, we don't know what happened to Koji. When was the last time anyone saw Koji? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, maybe he's having personal thing right now. Let him be. Oh, weird that you replace well, him with another m- guy with a last name of an animal. What if he's? But what if he's missing though? Yeah. What if he's dead, Nika? Yeah. 
because he revealed too much. Yeah. I think detect- now he's no C Fox. I think we need to get Detective Nika on the case. Why what? would you put Nika on the case? Yeah, Nika's a the, terrible detective. She can't even understand like basic concepts like logic. She's a master of disappointment. She's the most responsible out of the four of us? Yes, thank you. That oh. doesn't mean she's going to be able to connect dots. I mean, she has a teacher. Although, she can connect some dots, yeah, I think. I, I can definitely Although I would, like, numbered, okay? I would like to thank Nika for putting together the outline because I had the inability to do so. Jux actually said this morning, I thought I was going to have to get up at midnight and like do the outline because Nika didn't. It's true. Well, you're true. welcome. See, I do things when I... Once a year. Yeah, she did one thing, so I'm proud of you, Nika. <laughs> he asked me to, so I did. Plus, I've been you know, on bed rest for a week, so I had a lot of time. Hey, Nika, can you make the next week's outline, too? <laughs> Why? Because we're asking you. <laughs> you said you can do things when we ask I you. I mean, so. I might be able to. So what right are we now, talking about next week, huh? Yeah, uh, whatever see, you figure out. I was going to say, Nika, here's part of making the outline is if there's nothing to talk about, you have to figure out what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And you're supposed to like key me in on some of these so we can have discussions, but you haven't. So I haven't done anything. Oh, she's calling you out. Contrary to the myth, the Mithra actually evolved from the magic blast thought to have wiped out the Zillert race. During the Age of Beasts, the Mithra kept to their island homes to the south. Fending off beast men attacks only when in coup. Only when in coup. Oh, it cut <laughs> it, off. It, it, it cut off. Cut off. And when they never sought yeah. to expand their territory. Yeah, that was a good uh, donation, and I'm going to let you finish. But you forgot to hashtag praise Juxta in there from Raccoon. So can you try to do that again? Same donation though. Anyway, uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Rin Hikari of Lamio. What's going on, Rin? Hello. Hey, uh, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hey. uh... Also, uh, someone mentioned Yoshida doesn't read these anyway. I don't think Yoshida reads any of the Mount or Yeah, probably not. Probably Some not. of them are fucking, like, trippy. Some of them are very yeah. perverted. Yeah. They're hilarious. So. Yeah. The Gobwalker describes 20 goblins having to chase it down as it destroyed a laboratory. That's actually kind of hilarious. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 can, like I can see one. that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Yoshida reads them. Yeah, Some probably. of them are really weird. Sort of, um, sort of like how Tanaka didn't read the flavor text on uh, any of the any of the lev quests. We should ask those no clip folks. Where in the world is Koji Fox? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I have mixed feelings about Eureka. Okay. One thing I think is really cool is as you level, you get points into your little elemental wheel or whatever. Yeah. And there is a picture of a samurai that's level Please 20. Please take pity upon a humble servant of the Church of the Positions. Hashtag praise Juxta. <laughs> praise Juxta. Uh, you are forgiven. Uh, go walk in the path of the Juxta. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Get it? So, so, sorry. Continue. Uh, continue on, Ren. Uh, there's a picture of a level 20 samurai with the elemental wheel uh, against a level 1 squid. He used a midair Setsugeka that direct crit for 416,199. Yeah, that sounds about right. I saw a but, screenshot of someone doing something to a, to a level one squib, and it was damage cap. It was like 99 million. Really? Like, nice. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I think, it, I think there was an LB2 done on a... But I have game. to feel like as much as the elemental wheel idea is interesting, in the end, you're just dumping it all into your damage and then just changing it to whatever the yeah. good element is to fight. And so it's really not that complicated. And I'm kind of disappointed in that too. When no, I first I, leveled, I tried to split it and I tried to do like three points into one side and then three points into whatever I would be fighting so that I would have some resistance and strength. Yeah. And in the end, I just switched it to all damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems it's kind of like a gimmick and it's yeah. kind of, 
Mm. It's, it's about it, as inventive as It's a cute gimmick, but in the end you realize it's kind of useless. It's the one part of the system where I really felt like, and eh, now they're pandering. They're trying. Like, I, I mean, it's okay. It's an okay thing because I, I think the only thing that makes it okay is the fact that you kind of forget about it every once in a while and you go, oh, why is my damage sucking? Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. And But then you, you move it and it's like, oh. It also makes it so the mobs are a lot more dangerous at higher levels because if you don't have that uh your elemental wheel set for defense then that is true that's just gonna annihilate you that is true i mean it, it's not that it does it, it, it plays, makes the monsters a lot more threatening yes it, it's it's not that it plays no role and that's a bummer it, it does play a role it's that i think you, you know nika and rin you guys have both kind of nailed it that you just dump all of your points into one thing and just rotate that that's the part of it that seems a little bit meh you know it would have been nice if like each different attribute had like an effect attached to it so while the uh, fire might add i don't know more damage or whatever the if you have all your attributes into all your points into like an ice thing it gave you like a slowing attack or something just something and, like to, i mean so, didn't mix yeah and honestly if they could give us uh, if they could put like wind would make it movement speed like they do with fists of wind on monk there because right now you get five times the rotate it before it has to recharge it recharges all the points and i feel like yeah. if it would give a movement speed and people were switching to movement speed in between yes. going to fates and stuff it would actually make you run out of points sometimes no i well, i agree with that although it would uh it would definitely take down that that uh aggro no, not too quite. much movement speed eh, okay uh, uh, just like as much as fists of wind is it's like what 10 percent movement well, speed or the aggro threat and the speed becomes kind of irrelevant because i think it's the level 17 quest they give you the ability to use mounts yeah you get route ground mounts level 17 yeah that is true yeah. but no when, when you're that level anyway most things don't even aggro you like i've noticed if you're yeah. what like two levels above anything they don't aggro you anymore maybe three levels i think it's um two or three because i'm level 10 and i can run around all the original areas and not get attacked by anything yeah the yeah. first time i saw the fucking um that samurai hit for four hundred thousand, i thought wow they really want a nero to do more than 1700 <laughs> <laughs> it's uh 1951 thank you oh shit yeah, you fucked that up. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's that a nice a, try though. Played yourself. I, for the, okay, for the meme, I looked at the FF log. <laughs> There's actually a Guardian parse uploaded onto FF logs for Sigma Normal. Is there really? I had to get the num- Yes, I had to get the number right. Oh, that's I was funny. not gonna fuck up the meme. Yeah, well, you did. I mean, yeah, FF logs is kind of weird because it does. Uh, like, it'll be you'll upload it, and it'll be different from what you actually see on the window. Like it really? takes That's... like uh, overkill and stuff is not counted, so your damage numbers usually end up being a bit lower than what you're originally recorded. So at. you might have actually been like f- like fourteen fifty one. That's fine. Yeah, you're <laughs> so garbage. I know. I'm right. Like there was a time where I got like a fucking like thirty two hundred, and it got reduced to a three thousand. You know when they uh, don't. Dollar. You know. You know when motherfuckers don't parse your damage. When you're doing a goddamn notorious monster, they don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Why would you? I'm going to do it now. (laughs) That might actually be fun so you can see who has their elemental wheel fixed. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, I mean, I've had my parsers up during fates and stuff before, but I mean, there's nowhere to upload that to the FF logs for other people to see, so you can just bullshit. screenshot We need Pazuzu logs, please. Yeah. FF logs, (laughs) get on it. Seriously. Yeah. There is a really big problem with, uh, with Eureka. If you're behind in levels, you feel basically helpless at this point. 
Um, but if you follow the train around, even if you're fighting yeah. NMs that are higher level than you, like yeah, you won't you get lockboxes or animus crystals, but you still get a shit ton of XP. Yeah, yeah. I, so I like you catch the, up fast enough. If, even if you look at the difference between uh, all of us when we when we uh, were leveling up, uh, Juxta and Nika got to level five about the same time, and it was several hours because you guys are doing the normal party thing. Mm-hmm. I did the normal party thing for a few levels, then did some fates. I got to level five in maybe three, four hours, and a Nero we got to level five in like a single. Yep, and then I can tell you, seven, I got from. Yeah. From five to nine within like four hours after that, once the train started. Once people I, I mean, understood the content. So, yeah, it was yeah. so fast. No, unsub. I don't know. It felt really bad. Like, I did, I was going to the notorious monsters at that point. I fixed my elemental wheel. I hit the boss for like 50. So, I would just dot it as a scholar and then start raising people. Oh, yeah. That's all I'd ever do as a healer is I just dot it and raise. Dot yeah. and raise. Yeah. Dot. And so, I got the kindness to strangers from having no raises. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the call, Ren. Appreciate hearing from you. Thank you very much. If you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. And we do want to hear from you. We want to know what you think of Eureka. Um, I, I, I mean, overall, I do think that this is a system that holds a lot of promise. And I know that we've said that before about multiple systems. Well, hold on. What we've said about multiple systems and that they might hold promise is before they even came out. This one now out still holds promise. And I, think, I think that's, that's an accurate. important thing to, mm-hmm. to, to state here. That's that's 100% accurate because I, I, what I was going to say was that the most of the promise that we found in other systems came from our, really our own headcanon. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, think, I think that this system does hold promise outside of just my hopes for it and the way that it moves, you know, that it can move toward the it future. It does, but I still am skeptical that we're going to see anything more than what we've oh, got. Well, yeah. We'll at higher level like i mean we'll have to revisit this I- I- at the next update to your oh, yeah because yeah, absolutely i mean obviously we will but i feel like looking at it we can sit here and say there's so much promise but just looking at their track record and everything else I'm just so, uh, so here's, here's skeptical. The thing, here's the so thing. So skeptical. Here's the thing, Mika, is that, I mean, I can I, I can kind of counter some of those assumptions about their track record. Based also on their track record, they've done incredibly creative things with the way that uh, S-rank hunts were popped. And that does give me some some inclination and some hope that they, that they might start getting more creative down the line with the way that some of these NMs are popped. Right right now, it seems to be a fairly straightforward process for popping most of the Yeah, there's one that's affected by weather and one that's affected by being at nighttime. Otherwise, I think all the rest of them are just like, whatever the fuck. Right. Just murder mobs. Spam the mob. Well, I I think at this point... Force pops is what you could kind of... I mean, it's it's similar to the way that force pop NMs used to work back in 11. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for the placeholder. You kill the placeholder and maybe the next time it spawns, it's it's the NM. Yeah, it's probably not quite... Quite that, I, but, I, yeah. I think what Nika's worried about, which, which is uh, again a similar thing that's sort of on my mind, is the Realm Reborn syndrome, right? Because they, they've done this before; they've taken a product and basically completely erased it and started from the beginning. And it was 2.0, and it was amazing. But then going forward into 3.0 and 4.0, they never innovated or 2.0 did, again, or did anything 
until Eureka. So the question now is, will the next Eureka, yeah, just be more of the same stuff? Or will they learn how to build on and and add a bit more complexity to what they already have? Especially because I'm still waiting for for Deep Dungeon. And that drives me crazy that people like Deep Dungeon. That was an innovative enough system. And then that has so much potential to build on objectives and different things like that. And we clearly know where it is. It is definitely that brick tower that goes up to the sky. There's a guy guarding it. Yes, there's a guy guarding it. He says we can't enter it yet because shit's happening inside. And literally they have not even mentioned it so if if we got if we got new palace of the dead um deep dungeon sorry if we got new deep dungeon uh in uh uh 4.4 and 4.5 right like we got 1 to 104.4 and then 100 to 204.5 not dissimilarly from the way that we had gotten it in 3.0 would that I mean, that, that would seem to make sense, wouldn't it? It would. Here's where it would end up falling for me. If it's just the same thing, but a new setting, obviously, then I'm going to be upset if they don't... Like they did with maps. But, but hold on. He, he, there, there's a little caveat to this, because Deep Dungeon served a very specific role near the end of uh, uh, the Heaven's Ward series. In, to in, get people leveled up. To yeah. get people leveled up. It's basically the same type of changes that World of Warcraft recently introduced so that people could level up in preparation for the new expansion. Sure. So if they come out with Deep Dungeon, it's literally the same thing. Kill mobs, use the Pomanders, and they don't add anything new, objective-based, or rewards. So long as they come out and they straight up say, like, this is the the use, like, this is what our vision for it was, okay, fine, great. I can accept that, and I'll do it once to get my stuff, and that's it. But if it just comes out and, like, yeah, enjoy the new Deep Dungeon, guys. We worked hard on it, and it should be awesome. Nah. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's just, I mean, there's just two things I want to see is more objectives than kill X mobs move up to next floor and a different structure of rewards because it just got dumb. I want more variation of rooms for the deep yeah. dungeon. Well, yeah, that, that would help too. Like having like, like just maybe like one long room where it takes up two squares or like maybe a giant room where it's a two by two square or maybe like yeah, an L room where it's three squares and it's like an L. Like just, I, I just variation. I, it just, it seems to me with the way that they're doing development of different systems and adding on top of them over time that once you pin down the broad strokes of your system, that it should be fairly easy to expand and innovate on those. And I agree. I, I if I mean if if the new Deep Dungeon came out and it was just oh, it's the same thing that we got in 3.0, I think that would be fairly disappointing. But if they were able to, you know, uh, uh, slightly modify it in some ways. That I, uh, you know, that is I think a little bit more egregious copy pasting of content. And my hope is that, um, you know, with with Eureka moving forward, that they're going to continue to innovate much in the same way that they've applied themselves in innovating things in the overworld as well. I mean, you know, when when this game started, we didn't have hunts. Hunts was a big deal when we had gotten yeah. them because it felt like oh, this is like an old school notorious monster but there were serious problems with the system and this i think they adri- haven't really changed it much they've just they haven't in. no but they capped the amount of possible participants so that they could have a reasonable expectation for how long a given notorious monster con- confrontation was going to That's last true. and i think that that gives you a much more at least it feels fair to try to get to it and it doesn't feel like you've been screwed every time you get there and it's 
it's not there. Like if there's three NMs that are happening, you're going to get to probably two out of three of them, you know, and yeah, definitely you're going to get to one out of three of them. If there was five hunt mobs that I was trying to go after or, or that got called out in a link show, you could all you, you could miss all of them. You could miss you all of them. Chose poorly. Yeah, exactly. So I do think that this is, you know, this this seeks to fix a couple of key problems and criticisms that we've pointed out here even on the show with several different systems hunts included fates included and that the presentation of all of this content and the way that they chose to do it in eureka fundamentally felt different i felt my myself playing the game differently than i would by queuing into a dungeon that is fair i'm communicating with party members i'm having to uh coordinate with party members that's one of Making the th- unbearable puns you know that that but was that's a central that's a central <laughs> tenant it's a central tenant of an no. mmo and yeah. something that was critically lacking in every single piece of content mm-hmm. in ff14 prior to this so, and that's the one thing that i probably appreciate most about this system that was the first thing that you actually said to me in nero was for the first time and i don't remember how long i've actually had to communicate with my party members. In fact, I, I did the same thing. They were fighting, like, we were 2-3, and they were fighting level 3-4 monsters, and the XP was dismal, and I'm like, hey, guys, maybe we should consider fighting higher-level monsters, and someone's like, okay, lead the way. Bro, the fact that I got oh, okay. lost, the fact that I got lost for any amount of time in FF14 was something that amazed me. I was like, I've never been lost in this game. It's always <laughs> very clearly marked on my map where the game wants me to go. Having to sh- Show you where to go. Yes. Worried you're going to die behind me and there's nothing I can do about it. Or or yeah. que- or queuing into something and the only way that you can go is fucking forward. This is the first time where I've been like, oh shit, where's my party? You know, like, oh, we got separated. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, we, I got separated from people. How the fuck do I get to where they are? It's the first time in FF14 that I felt that, or at least the first time that I felt it in a long, long, long time. But then what I wish would happen on top of that, though, is I I hate that within one day, everyone on Reddit has it down to a science. I feel like mobs should move, fates should spawn in different places, and things should change up so that it isn't like, let's start on one side of the map, spawn every mob across to the other side of the map, and then leave and re-queue. Totally. Exactly. Having conversations like this is the reason that we do it, so that way the devs, the community team, or whoever's assigned the shit job of listening to our show can take the good feedback, however small it is, to the devs you know and that's the thing is that dude i got so many i got so many messages or comments that came through on my phone that was like i can't wait for this weekend they're gonna tear eureka apart can't wait for this shit show it's gonna be such a salt fest psych flashpoint and and the thing is (laughs) listen lbr does not make angry noises for the sake of angry noises right and we've said this before if square enix does something that we like we will praise them and let them know we will say we're not trying to dig up bullshit for no reason we're not trying to just be contrarians for the sake of being contra- contrarians we've said before, we're contrarians so that what game we love can get better right we've said this so many times and and that's the thing is that you know you can you can make a point and kind of be an asshole at the same time that doesn't negate the two 
And and that's kind of what Limit Break Radio has always been. Like, you know, for for anyone who gets, you know, pissed off or triggered at any of the amount of criticism that I level at FF14 or the dev team, you know, like it's it's it, that is genuinely the way that I feel, whether it's a, more animated or not is kind of based on, you know, the, the show at hand and how entertaining I want to be. But <laughs> it, it is it, it is a very, very real part of the show that, you know, when they do something positive that, it, you know, we should absolutely not hold back our positive feelings. It's it seems like people have thought that there's been this mandate to always go negative on FF14 mm-hmm. from Limit Break Radio, and that's just simply not. True. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Torquil Rather Dashing of Balmung. What's going on, Torquil? Hey, crew. Thanks for calling in. I want to talk about the reward structure in Eureka. Okay. I, th- I think it's got some. Uh, it's got good examples and it's got bad examples. I think the the gearing structure has got all the same bad hallmarks that everything in this game does. Right? It's the gear's not interesting. It, we know it's going to get replaced quickly and all that crap. Turn in a token, buy item, rinse and repeat. They even give us new glamours with it, which yeah. I think no. is pretty inexcusable. Well, I, 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 although I, I, we get new glamours from the lockboxes. To be fair, you can see me. I'm a cowgirl. Look at those chaps. We barely have two different, two full sets of new glamour. Not to mention when you look over the over the past couple months, all the time that Eureka has been in development and delayed in development. Look at all the different things that they've been adding to the cash shop that were new. All that far eastern stuff put there just for the sake of the cash shop. You cannot tell me that they couldn't have taken the original base armor set for each one. And slowly throughout each stage, just added a, a few more trimmings or spikes or or jewels or whatever, so it actually looked like there was a little bit of progression. No, I can I I definitely can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Um, there are there are some problematic aspects of the rewards, the where where exactly the rewards fit into the existing rewards that we get in terms of armor upgrades. Um, you know, there's there's definitely I, I understand concerns there. However, I think what people are forgetting though is that this is gear that's meant to be upgraded over time and as people have pointed out very correctly that the first tier of uh, a relic. New, of a relic weapon is not going to be as good they generally it's not very general, exciting it's generally one step behind and it's very grindy but not very hard right and and the steps change over time as in terms of what they want from you right like for a while uh, for uh the first set of of relic weapons it was uh you know what was it what was the first set of challenges chimera and uh and all the, um hard mode mob uh, yes primals. yes yeah exactly and then and hydra yeah hydra hydra, hydra. hydra was the Hail other hydra one. yeah and then and so you know like those were those fights were unique to that to that those were holdovers from one point yes i agree yeah yeah they were but 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 to be fair they were still only part of the relic in 1.0 as well right like they were specifically we can't even we can't count that as part of a relic quest because yes it was part of it but But they have clearly shown that they do not ever want to return to that right which is kind of dumb because i mean who doesn't remember how hard chimera was when it first came out 
Like it took me like 13 tries. Right. It was, or hard it was mode not Titan. Easy. Hard mode Titan. Yeah. That's hard right. Mode Titan. That was a gatekeeper for most people. Yeah. Well, something else to keep in mind too when you look at the disparity between the the fully upgraded relic armor and and as we've said the tombstones of Mencia. Uh, when that's fully upgraded is better than what the relic stuff is. But the difference here is that as our first caller did, he's gotten what three sets of armor in a single week. How long is it going to take you to get a single set of Mencia armor? Like, Ten weeks, considerably longer. Cap, and cap. Yeah. you know what? Actually, that's a great point. Nikona had pointed out how much he was able to get in terms of rewards for poop socking, which is not something that you can do with tomes. You can't even really do that with raiding. Raiding takes a different entire sure, because you can only go in once per week. That's r- exactly. You're you, there is a lockout process there. This. Is it, it, you can grind this out if you want to, or you can take your time with it. I think that's actually a very positive thing and a good direction for Square Enix to move because now you've got a choice as a player. You've got a choice. Do you want to just do tome grinding? Do you want to grind other gear? Do you want to do a mixture of both? Well, and Terabyte says, guess what? Three off classes geared. Whereas if you want to gear them otherwise, you're going to have to wait until you've finished the 10 weeks of gearing your main then choose who you want to gear next or wait until if you're in raiding you've geared your main before you can start gearing your off class and as nikona had pointed out in his call the xp grind gets easier as you hit 20 the the grind for the crystals gets easier as you increase in levels you'll probably get a full set just on your way to 20 right oh terabyte is nikona thank you nikona oh there you go so, I, I, but I, I do think that that, you know, that can't be discounted, right? You, you can't, you can't gear out three fucking jobs in a weekend with tone grinding. You just simply can't. It does offer a different style of play. Some that, you know, I get it. Some people don't like the style of play, but it does offer a different style of play and fairly Comparable rewards. <laughs> Evil hippie says, "Holy fuck, Yoshi ninja in lateral progression." <laughs> he did, and and also I'd like to point out too, in case nobody has mentioned so far, that when you uh, complete an NM, you do get ten plus Mencia tomes, so you can actually like Nika. You said you capped out this week. I think right? I actually I got four forty out of four fifty. Okay, just cl- from your close enough. I, you're your cap, Nika. I never I have to do a dungeon ever again. I realized I was getting tomes, <laughs> I, and and that's fair. Like I think. That, you know, there are some players who are going to be kind of thrown off by how non-status quo this this type of content is, and they'll immediately go back to grinding dungeons, and that's fine. And I will say, though, I am hopeful for the RNG drops that drop just from the mob. Like, I got the Emperor's hairpin the other day and flipped my shit. So, like, I will say, like, some of that is promising. And you're right. The word promising is there. There is hope yet but skepticism yeah you gotta have hope to crush it i mean uh if you want things to change (laughs) so so i think the the other side of the coin was i think there's a really good example of a good reward structure in eureka and that's how they handled the story stuff okay that's that's the series's like strongest point right oh really When, when i went into this like most other content these days i expected oh i'll just do the story It'll take me, you know, 20% of the time, and I won't even worry about the gear. Right. Well, as I'm, as I'm nearing level 12, I'm realizing, oh, no, I'm going to have to pretty much do everything yeah. to see the entire story. Um, 
And part of the reason I even care to do that is because they chose a strong story hook. They didn't, unlike Deep Dungeon um, or other kind of, especially Deodem, um, yeah. they actually chose the Isle of Val, which is this incredibly important MSQ level yep. story structure. Yep. And so a player like me who doesn't really give a shit about Savage or gear. Like to me, gear is just a disguised attunement quest. That's all it is. I need, I need just enough to get into the instance and not pan that. I don't care. Um, but because they chose Dial of Val, I was in. I, I think I, I I think that that is that is yeah, a that's a good point. Yeah, that's actually, a really good observation. People are saying when you get to level seventeen, the quests are then really good. So there's so much more. Damn, dude, the story going that's further. awesome. See, now that gives me something to look forward to. And I'm gonna t- I, I I think that Square Enix has really undervalued their story content and how much of a reward it actually mm-hmm, is. Definitely. You see, but wouldn't you feel so much better if, like, instead of having like part of the story of Eureka be like in 14 lore wouldn't it be more rewarding for the player base if it was like some callback from like Final Fantasy 6 where like you're on the veld no. and you're like fighting w- w- alongside Gao and no. all this well, other stuff wouldn't it be better for you no best, no right? it's not I'd like to use my mute juxta alright mute juxta muted there we go <laughs> um, something actually I wanted to bring to you guys' attention uh, because it's the second time that they've done this uh, but Cryle's uh, little friend did anyone else when they first saw them totally a chick assume that was a girl right oh, yeah that's yeah oh, those, sure. no, those can, bangs there's come something on. about his eyes that are looked male like i mean uh, look look eyes is that why nika look no. i mean it, it's it's fine that that he's that, that it's actually a dude and again this is the second time that they've put like a really androgynous looking uh character with Geralt, who spends most of his time drunk i feel like that Anyway, point is... Geralt's into ladyboys. That's what you're trying to say, right? And I also think that we should dub this little Taru uh, Escalia Jr. Why? Because Because of the androgyny? Yeah. yeah. This is the Escalia version of a potato. I mean, I guess. Sure. I hope they get a wife. But to be fair, most potatoes are kind of androgynous. So Escalia's going to get his little dragon minion, but it's just a Lalafell dressed up in yeah. dragon cosplay. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Uh, Torquil, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. If you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Again, I, I and I, I love the point that Torquil uh, just brought up that, you know, the the story and the, the quests can be as much of a reward as anything else and and i do think that square enix should take this moment to realize how much of a value and how much of a motivating factor that can be i mean it it it, it works oh you're still muted oh thank you (laughs) so here's my question do you guys think that through the if if they continue to upgrade yuriki like they say they're going to we're going to get new and different zones yeah they would yeah. have to yeah they have to you yeah. don't think they're just gonna add like different drops or no a new upgrade path no i i do think that it's gonna be new zones okay so along that line of thinking i think they should also have new zones but i nude think zones? Nude, yes. zones. Nude, nude zones yes nude zones nude zones, nude zones. okay, okay. Have all right to be naked i like that idea. i like it so selfish <laughs> there you go Kinda, yeah. wow but i think like <laughs> It, they kind of have to do that, right? If they're going to continue upgrading a Eureka. And do you think that they kind of plan for this by taking away one new zone or one new dungeon per uh, per 
patch even odd cycle oh that could be very well it because you Ooh. if you're taking i was thinking like early like people like expecting new zones i'm like that's ridiculous it takes a long time to make a new zone right but it also takes a long time to make a new dungeon yeah how, how are they the supposed, zone design. Yeah, exactly how are they supposed to support an entirely new piece of content every other patch if they can't even give us two du- oh because oh. you've taken your environmental designers off of a dungeon and onto eureka and now here's the one complaint that i've seen brought up over and over again that i do think is valid why did this take so long to come out Mm. this this is when you get down to it yes there is a lot of layers to the system and you know i in my personal opinion i think that at least some of the time that was spent on this was of course in balancing and also you've got that you've got that really complicated task inside of square enix to find 144 people to come in and balance balance your your environment through gameplay because you're talking about 144 max people that could be in the zone at one time so there's got to be a way to be able to dev for that that had to have been a significant challenge for a dev team that is used to working on content that is no larger than 18 players right like that's the largest scale content that they except for maybe fates right like 24 mans 24 man sorry and yeah. I don't know where yeah, I pulled it. I mean, you have good points, but you can TL- TLDR this content so quickly, though. Like, go in, kill mobs, kill fates, turn in things for items, and then you get lockboxes for a loot, just like Palace of the Dead. The end, which was already in the code. And I feel like the, the core concept of Eureka, minus the elemental board thing, I think was already established in 14. Like, you had, like, killing the mobs, that's something that's easy enough to add in. But I feel like everything else that's in the code, the loot reward system, all of that was already there well, so I, mean, I feel I, like i just i'm just trying to figure out what I mean, it was if, what do you think it was just balancing that had them delay it by two patches well, well, but, but i mean like technically on a technical level there is no reason why we can't party up right now go into an over overworld field start killing things for xp and do it like an old school mmo xp party the problem was is that there's no reason there was no people reason did, yeah to. people did that and also also keep in mind that this isn't just a matter of balancing like you would normally balance with with the elemental wheel that adds in uh, a whole nother probably set of variables in in, in math stuff. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, because you have to assume that some people are going to forget. But if everybody has like the highest level elemental, things are going to die real fast. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Geldnar Hothbane of Gilgamesh. What's going on, Geldnar? The bane of all hey Hoths. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, Thanks uh, for calling Limit Break Radio. What's happening? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. I think they felt with the XP system in Eureka, there there's something there they can actually probably incorporate into the overworld if they'd ever decide to do another expansion. Do the XP system from that. Tweak it a little bit so it fits and works fine within the overworld. But also take the aggro range off of the monsters. Mm-hmm. There is so much potential there they can add into from what they... What they use in Eureka to apply it to the game itself. See, now I think that might be an unreasonable expectation. That I think that may be. Um, but at an expansion, would be the right time to do something like that. Would, and also, the, would, currently, but, people only XP by doing the MSQ and then spamming dungeons over and over and over. I, listen, I would not. I would not complain if they added uh, a system similar to this to the overworld. I think it would make the overworld a lot more interesting. But as we to just adventure. decided, also their um, solution to leveling people was Palace of the Dead. Exactly. So, so, so it, I, I just. 
I, 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 I understand a little bit more their reasoning for instancing it, because then as you know, as interest starts to die off in the event, you you just don't have to host as many instances of it. And so I, I think I understand it from that from that perspective more than well this is clearly a trial run for something that they could put into the overworld I, do I think it could work in the overworld yeah I think it could um, if tweaked a little bit but I don't I don't see any indication that they would try this in the overworld yeah that I can understand I mean yeah with the, the downside to it too yeah it would it would kind of descent uh, how can I best put it it would put turn off some people from from doing it because oh i gotta go into a harder area i can lose the xp if i die in that area then i would have to go back to another area grind to grind the xp back up and then go back in there that kind of do understand that could be that tedium back and forth if you run into players that are dying a lot but at the same time it would keep the people that are level capped okay well i'm in a hard area i might die i might lose my level cap then i have to go back in and start grinding again and then you got to keep a hold of the old gear that they had before. And that can kind of create a problem. Yeah, I, I do. I, I See, I think that trying to implement this in an overworld capacity creates more problems than it creates solutions. I think if you, you can instance it and you can have it exist in a microcosm as long as you keep expanding it. As long as right now is not the only time that this event is, rel- is relevant. It's got to be able to continue to make pace. Like... Square Enix, and now that they've put this out and people like it, they've got to make a commitment to be able to continue updating it, and they've got to have a plan on how they plan on doing that. Um, and, and I do agree with you before about the about expanding the areas too. That would be actually a better idea, and then with that, with the levels as well as you upgrade your gear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Geldar, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. No problem. Man. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, if you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Love to hear from you, what your thoughts on Eureka are. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I just... Uh, I know I've been hopeful about content in the past. I know that at least on the first release of Diadem, I was at least somewhat hopeful about the way that Diadem would continue to progress. Um, I was a lot more bored with Diadem when I was actually doing it. It's, well, it was, and again, I, again, going back to the headcanon, it was more like, oh, what could I see them doing with this that was <laughs> yeah. interesting? Um, and and that's not what I find interesting about Eureka. Ooh. There's several there there is a there's several levels that I think Eureka succeeds on for me as a player. Well, see, it's interesting because as I said earlier, what what we're doing in Eureka really isn't any different than what they intended us to do in diadem the difference is with diadem you could sit around and still uh profit you know uh, especially in diadem 2.0 when really it was just go in and wait for the what was it no, the emergency mission to spawn if you go and sit in eureka literally nothing's gonna happen you actually have to put in work to in, in, to, to understand why when and actually go to get credit for what's happening yeah and and i think that uh you know it is worth 
making your own decision about. I think, you know, 100%. I, I think the thing that I've been most frustrated by is watching these people who are like, oh, I watched a stream and I read that on Reddit. It sucks. So I'm not I'm not subbing. Now. I'm not subbing. And I think that that is you are really doing yourself a disservice if that's the attitude that you're taking. Because, again, I, you know, I, we we get this we get this reputation of of just hating everything FF14 when that's just simply not true. Um, and, you know, we're willing to admit when something is good. But the thing is, is that we don't take other people's word for it. We generally try to go experience it firsthand ourselves to be able to make a judgment based on it. And and I'm sure I can already hear people who have been listening for three months that are like, oh, but in Euro, you don't raid. I did in 2.0. I know what raiding is. It hasn't changed since 2.0. And because it hasn't and because it hasn't changed since 2.0, I know that I don't really need to be a part of that. So I don't. I choose not to. Um, And, you know, people are going to reject this content, much like I rejected raiding and I said it wasn't for me. That's fine. I think what we have been advocating for is a range of interesting content that a variety of people find interesting. And guess what? I find Eureka pretty fucking interesting. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to uh, Doris Jivananian uh, from Kujata. What's going on, Doris? Hello, hey you. Hey, thanks. Kujata again? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What's happening? Yeah, I'm just um, uh, calling about uh, Eureka. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I first tried it out, I, I hated it. But I gave it another go, and, you know, it's starting to grow on me. Okay, well, what elements are you finding or starting to grow on you? Oh, like the, like the mobs are actually, like, you know, dangerous. Like, that's something that's been missing out of 14 since, well, 2.0. Yeah. Like, why aren't, why aren't the mobs, like, um, like this, like, in the... Like in, in the, in the open world, like being at the south of the um, expansion. I, I, th- it I, I, I think that's a valid question, and I think that's actually one of the purposes that the um, that the elemental wheel is supposed to serve. Because if you're even still, if you're high level, you get aggro, and it's from a mob with the element that you're not set to, it can still do some fairly significant damage in the couple of hits that it's going to take on Especially you. Especially if you're a squishy. Yes, exactly. So, and I mean, being a tank, I can take at least three hits from mm-hmm. from something stupid, but. Um, I, I do think that that is a part of the system that traveling at the I, I, what I really like about this is that Square Enix has put some clear thought into how you're supposed to get around in that fucking zone. And they put some barriers to entry and some very fair barriers to entry. I haven't heard very many people complaining about the fact that you can't use those aetherites outside of the camp until level nine. That seems like a very fair trade off. And it motivates me to keep going until yeah, I, I hit it's nine. Like, yeah, it's, it's aetherites to nine and then mounting at 17. I it, think it spreads out that way. Absolutely. And I think that that is a brilliant way to to challenge your player base, not in a, a particularly difficult mechanical challenge, but just forcing your player base to think differently about the challenges that are laid in front of it. That's what we have been asking for for a long time. Instead of 
you know, forward progression through this fucking hallway to a circle room where we beat down the thing as fast and as hard as we can. Mm-hmm. That is every piece of content that has ever been a part of FF14. And this at least makes you think somewhat differently than that content does. It's not all forward, 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 forward momentum all the time. Some people are going to be very frustrated by that. I get it, but I'm not. I, I I find the dynamicness and the variables that exist within Eureka far more interesting than I do, uh, uh, you know, like, let's perfect this dungeon and do it as fast as we can over and over again. That, to me, is intensely boring. And I understand that, you know, it's not for everyone. And Eureka is not going to be for everyone. It's not supposed to be for Just everyone. Just like Brady isn't for everyone. I don't. I, I don't. I think. But that's, at least it's different. And like that was my main complaint before when I would call back to Eleven and say, you know, there was so many different options of Endgame that you know you would find at least one that you liked. So at least this is different. Right. I'll give them that. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, at the very least, it's got you know it's gotten people like pay, uh, playing the game again, and um, even. Just my main concern is, is once they add a new zone, what's going to happen to, you know, this zone? You know, because it's such a it's such a beautiful zone, it'd be such a waste if, um, if it just um, became obsolete. I, I think the way, and, and Carlo, I think you had brought this up before, I think the way that you address that is that you make it mandatory to have gone through all 20 levels inside Eureka first before we get to that next stage. Yeah, if it's mm. the relic gear and it's the relic weapon, it has to be. It you have has to, to do be. stage one to do stage two. It almost you has to. to. Yeah, it almost has to be done that way, right? Like, there's... It, it, would, it would be... I, I don't know. It would confuse the shit out of me if... You know, they were like, "Okay, now we're going to give you a fast forward button through this first stage of the relic." I mean, I mean they've look, never done. They've th- eased th- the requirements. Yes. So two patches from now, or, or two Eureka updates from now, if everything goes like we'd like it to, maybe you know the first uh, uh, levels of gear they have the the protein crystal requirements. I don't know, but you should still have to do each set before you can go on to whatever the next one is. I agree. Is each instance of eureka like each like uh patch is that a whole nother one to 20 levels or is it like an additional five levels it's probably, an gonna, it's probably gonna be like 21 to 30 next or something like that then 31 to 40 that's i, I, I think what he levels. what he means is right now when, when you go to eureka you have like the you have to get like as the ninja the nagi the nagi plus one then the plus two will the next eureka just be nagi plus three or will it be three four Potentially five. I right. That's. I think that's a very, very legitimate. Talking about question. the elemental level, like oh, your really? that's what I was oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. okay. Um, that's what I was saying. Right now, we go one to twenty, but I bet the next one. I bet it'll go ten levels: 30, 40, 50. I don't think you need to. Or even do you gain any more levels at all? I don't. I don't think you need to. No, I, I, think, I think they absolutely will because they want people to do the content longer, and also you'll get crystals inherently from getting levels, so that way it's less of a grind. So I feel like the next the next zone we go into, there's going to be mobs from level twenty through thirty or thirty three, mm-hmm. I guess, since they're level twenty. I mean, okay, currently. you can. I don't think you need to because I think at that point, what I'd like to see is instead of trying to focus on the fact that okay, you know, do another ten levels and basically do the same thing you just did, but with quote unquote harder mobs. I think at that point you ditch the levels you're 20 now if you d-level fine go and level some more but at that point what they should 
focus on developing is more complex boss fights, more interesting mechanics for building your relic. I would like to see them actually expand more rather than just expand straight up. Like that that's fair too, but I feel like once they get to a point where everyone's in that zone, 144 people on one mob, like there's a couple mobs already that have mechanics, like the uh the numbers, the 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 soul flare one. You have to kill the voids that's gone. Like there are some mechanics, like yeah, um, I know, but I but I feel like that's how they're going to continue. Like th- this is definitely they're definitely going to increase elemental levels. Like when I look at the story, the story is you know level three, five, thirteen, seventeen, whatever. Like they're gonna that's how they're going to do the levels in the next set too. You're going to get story at twenty three, twenty seven, and thirty. Like I'll th- tell, uh, that's guaranteed. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, just the story enough is enough to keep me interested, engaged, and wanting to at least get to twenty. And if I get you know, like if I get rewarded out of going one to 20, not just in story, but also in gear, that's 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 a double bonus for me. I think that, you know, Eureka is succeeding on more levels than people initially gave it credit for. Polyhedral Dice in the chat saying, imagine NMs that force you to change your elemental wheel. Or that change like it, mid fight or that change it for you. Ooh, <laughs> they have a. Move. You know, I think that'd be it, that it had like a phase shift, and if you're not paying yeah. attention, then all of a sudden, like everyone yep. just dies. Yeah, because you ha- no, because you have to switch to the defense one because it's going to do a huge raid wide. There like, you go, blaster. And if you don't switch to the defense one in time, everyone dies. I actually kind of like that. Why do you guys have um, like better, um, con- you know, ideas than? Square Enix sometimes. Yeah, Why, no, we know you. that. We know. <laughs> we, we we know that. We appreciate it. Uh, anyway, Doris, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. We appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. All right, and uh, I think that's going to be where we're going to leave it for today. Uh, if there were any more people that wanted to call in and express their opinions about Eureka, you're going to have to wait until next week. Um, so you know, maybe take the time to explore some more in there. We've heard from a lot of people who have spent a lot of time in there uh, this week. So um, you know, maybe if you were one of those cynical few that were like, "Eh, I saw it on a stream. I saw it. You know, I saw a Reddit I've seen post. Everything that has." Eureka has to offer. Yeah. Um, maybe no, no, go let's do challenge. It. I want to see how many people next week can bring their fully upgraded relic and armor to our studio and show it off on the stream. There you go. Challenge. Go. So if you want to if you want to take up that challenge, you can join us next week here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. I want to thank all our callers. We had so many callers today. Uh, this this was a very easy show for us to do. It's always fun when uh, when you have stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, I, listen, again, I think Square Enix should probably be fairly satisfied with themselves for the way that they've put eureka in i i think eureka is off to a very good start very promising start um but despite reddit's best efforts yes exactly but the thing is is that they need to keep that spirit of innovation they need to keep that spirit of of um you know uh of of you okay over there? Yeah, just fine. Just allergies. Um, uh, they they need to keep that 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 spirit of uh, experimentation and uh, trying new things. And I think that they're starting to hit on some really really good stuff here. And um, you know, I don't. I'm not one of these these folks that's like they need to take Eureka and put it into the rest of the game. I think it's fine where it is, and I think that they should continue concentrating on developing it forward and see you know what the next phase brings us because. 
we've we, uh, you know a lot of times when we get a new system it's not until phase two that we really see how much copy and pasting is going on or what the future direction of the event is going to be so i think that we are definitely going to need to revisit this conversation but until then enjoy adventuring in eureka um that's going to be it for limit break radio i want to thank everyone uh who called in everyone listening LimitBreakRadio.com to check out the podcast if you uh want to check out any of our old shows we've got 150 of them for you to check out that's all over at LimitBreakRadio.com. if this is your first time joining us make sure you hit that follow button join us every single sunday when we go live here for limit break radio coming up next on the twitch stream we're going to send you out uh we're going to send a host out to the checkpoint radio channel uh because uh we've got the uh replay of the uh radio show recording so make sure you check that out over at twitch.tv slash checkpoint radio guys that is going to be it for us again i want to thank my crew juxtaposition nika kayanian who is on the mend from surgery by the way and kala landis i'm an hero keep listening Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, Nika Kayanian, and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch First, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for the content.